Okay, good afternoon, everybody. We'll be starting the third shir on the Tilak Yadayim. And today's topic will be discussing the concept of chatzitza, uh, interpositions uh, in when doing the Tilak Yadayim and also the laws of the bracha. Um, so those are the two topics that we want to start. I apologize from the, at the outset. Uh, today's year, uh, there's a course that I, I missed time, so I'm going to uh, try and uh, we're going to end the year slightly earlier at about uh, 1.45, if that's okay with everybody. Okay, so well, let's see what we can get through. But our, uh, we begin our topic in Masechet Chulin, Dach Kuf Vav. The Gemara uh, <coughs> says, the bright over here is telling us a very almost uh, uh, ironclad rule that any chatzitza, which means an interposition that <coughs> will nullify the immersion of a woman when she goes to the mikvah, will also invalidate Natilat time. So we know that people, for example, in today's time, in the times of the the the, the in the times of the Beit Hamikdash, men also used to go to the mikvah before going to the Beit Hamikdash, etc., and or eating certain uh, holy foods. Today's time, the only people that need to go to the mikvah midoraita are women uh, after the the nida cycle. And there we learn all types of halachot regarding chatzitzot <coughs> and interposition that will invalidate or nullify the immersion. And the bright over here is telling us that just as we have a din of chatzitza regarding a, a immersion for a woman, so too there is a concept of chatzitza for a for Natilat Yadai. Now, one point has to be said at the outset. Everyone agrees that when a woman goes to a mikvah, that obligation to immerse herself is a Torah obligation. And <laughs> whereas Natilat Yadayim is, according to everyone, a rabbinic decree. So one could have thought that the laws of Chatzitza that apply to an immersion, which is a din doraita, might not apply to the Natilat Yadayim, the washing of one's hands, which is only a rabbinic enactment. However, the brighter says, the writer says, they are one and the same. Now, um, Oswald explained the Tarikh Li Zahir Bishat Natila Mititovatsek Shetahat Siporin the Chotzatzin Betvila. Right? And therefore, since there's an ironclad comparison between the two, and we have to understand why is that. And Levush explains because Chazal called the Tipun Rabban Kain Dorai Tatakun that whenever the rabbis made an enactment, they followed the procedure of the Torah enactment. So therefore, although it's a rabbinic din of Natilat Yadayim, they followed the model of the Doraita purification process, which is going into a mikvah. So if there's a din of chatzitz over there, there's a din of chatzitz over here. I'm not going to, what we don't see in the sources, but I'll say it outside, is that there is a Tosefta that argues with the Sprite. The Tosefta seems to say that what the laws that apply to a woman immersing in a mikvah do not apply to the laws of Natilat Yadayim. 
And that seems to contradict everything that we've said. This, this opinion of the Tosefta is brought down in the opinion in the Sefer HaTrumah and the Rosh, but it, ultimately both the Sefer and the Truma and the Rosh uh, basically say that that opinion of the Tosefta was not accepted, but it's an important uh, opinion to keep in the back of our minds. As we go through the Shi'ur, although it's not brought in the sources, we'll see that the, perhaps there is an opinion that differentiates between the laws of immersing in the mikveh versus Natilat Yadayim. So let's just keep that in the back of our mind. There is actually a machloket between the Brighter and the Tosefta. And how do we reconcile that contradiction? As I said, majority of Rishonim almost ignore that Tosefta and just focus on what we've seen over here. So based on that, let's continue. There's a Toswad in Chulim Kufab that therefore one has to be very careful when washing one's hands that there should not be any uh, any dough or mud uh, or dirt under the fingernails, right? Because that would be considered a chatzitza, an interposition. What we saw, the brighter that told us their comparison. Now, says Toswat, a very important rule. If there is a minimal amount of dirt where one is not particular to remove it, in such a case, one doesn't have to be worried about it and one can do the regular Natilat Yadai. Why? Because Nami, even when we go to the Torah immersion, over there, if it is a minority part, let's say over there, the minority is a minority on the entire body, right? But if it's a minority uh, piece of dirt that a person is not particular to remove, it would not invalidate the immersion, not on a Torah level and not on a rabbinic level. So too, says Tosfot, if there's a minority on the surface area, over here we're not talking about the entire body, we're talking about the hands. So if there's a minority <clears throat> piece of dirt on one's hands, and one is not particular to remove it, then that would not be a problem for Natilak Yadai. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch rules. We do have to be concerned about an interposition. As we said, the rule is whatever disqualifies for immersion will also disqualify for Natilak Yadai. For example, the dirt under the fingernails that is not parallel to the flesh. We have to understand what does that mean? And dough, which is under the fingernails, even parallel to the flesh. Now, this is difficult. What does it mean? Uh, um, dirt that is parallel to the flesh and dirt that is not parallel to the flesh. Um, so that we'll discuss in a moment. Now, what about a bandage on one's hand? And also, also some type of thick mud, or paint of the, the artists. But if there's a minimum amount 
that you're not worried, you're not particular to remove, you do not have to worry about this regarding invalidating your Natilat Yadayim. Says the Ramah, and because of this, the minag was not to clean the dirt under one's fingernails, not for immersion in a mikvah, but for Natilat Yadayim, people were not to clean their fingernails. Why? Because this is a um, this is a uh, what's the word I'm um, trying to uh, this is a, min, a minority part of the body where one is not particular to remove. We're not concerned about this for Natila. But if a person was particular about it, then one would have to be particular about it. Then says Now, this is a bit difficult. Why? Because the same dirt under a fingernail, we are makpid when a woman goes to the mikveh for her to clean her nails. But for Natilat Yadain, the Ramah says, it's a meal, Chelok Makpidim. It's not a problem. What's going on over here? Perhaps the leniency is based on what? Kiyesh Omrim. For there are some that say, Sheen Shayach Hatzitzalinatila. That there is not, there's no concept of interpositions regarding the Tilat Yanaim. What do you mean? We saw a brighter Gemara Mepureshet that said, that the laws of of Chatzitza applying to a um, applying to immersion also apply to Natila. So where is this opinion? Where did that come from? And the answer is that came from the Tosefta that we didn't quote. So says Ramah, although there is a Tosefta, and almost all of the Rishonim did not pass in that Tosefta lahalacha. That is not completely negated. And perhaps that is the reason that there is still a distinction, although we accept that there's a concept of chatzitza when it comes to the tilak yadai. The level at which part we are going to be makpid on it somehow digresses from what we, uh, what we uh, um, uh, expect from ourselves when, when it comes to immersion. And there could be two reasons. Perhaps the one reason is, in the end of the day, it's there the immersion is a dindor writer, and we're talking about a, a, an isu karet, whereas over here, we're talking about a dindor abanan. Possibility number one. Possibility number two. We saw that there is an opinion that says that chatzitza doesn't apply to natilat yadayim at all. So says Rama, although that's not the accepted opinion, however, he does bring it as a snip lahakel, or to um, to to somehow uh, legitimize the different minagim when it comes to different standards of chatzitza regarding immersion versus natilat yadai. Let's see the mission brewer. The mission brewer says, "Let's just go uh, um, into the second paragraph." The after minatoral lo have chatzitza elim kena ya chatzitza rov basaraguf, although. When it comes to a chatzitza, from the Torah, it is only considered an interposition if it covers the majority of one's body. 
Rabbinically, it becomes an interposition even if it's on a minority of one's body. But that's because the rabbis made a decree lest you have a chatzitza that covers the majority of one's body. But it's only when people uh, were makpid, um, when, when did the chachamim uh, prohibit it? When people are makpid to remove it. But when people are not concerned about this, it's not considered a until it covers the majority of the body. Meaning, we have two criteria in order for it to be a problematic chatzitza rabbinically. Number one, even if it's a minority, it's going to be a problem on condition, on condition that one wants to get rid of it. If it's a minority that one doesn't want to, one's not bothered by it, then it's not going to be a problem also for uh, the, the mikvah and also for Natilat Yadayim. Now, says the Mishnah Burak, regarding washing one's hands, similarly, although it is rabbinic, called the Tikkun Rabbanan, came the right to Tikkun, <coughs> quoting the Levushya. It's, although the whole enactment is only rabbinic, since this is based on din uh, doraita, the sages modeled it the kain doraita tikkun. the al kain in al If there is a majority on the on the majority of one's hair, if there is a chatzitz on the majority of one's hand, the haino al rov the majority of where we have to wash. Then it's going to be a problem even if one isn't particular about it. For example, a person's got paint on his hand, but he's not particular to get it off. He's a painter. According to what the Mishnah uh, is saying, it's going to be a problem because once it covers the majority of one's hand, it's going to be problematic even if you're not makpid on it. But if was only on a small portion of one's hand. It's only going to be a problem if one is particular to remove the dirt from it. Now, after that introduction, says the Mishnah That which is said, one has to be careful about an interposition. That which we said, this is, he has to remove, or she has to remove anything from one's hands regarding something which people generally remove. And if one washed one's hands, and afterwards one found the a dirt on the hand, even if it's on the majority of one's hand, we are assume that it arrived after one washed one's hands, and therefore we are make or we don't make a person go back and repeat uh, uh, do another However, one should 
um, <laughs> do so if uh, okay so that is a basic introduction to the dinim now let's go see a few practical examples we're going to be dealing with dirt we're going to be dealing with dough we're going to be dealing with rings and we are going to be dealing with bandages and um and all types of medical uh plasters etc so says the rosh Anything that is an interposition for immersion is also an inter, uh, uh, interposition for Natila Similar to dirt under the, the nail that is not parallel to the flesh. And dough that is under the nail which is even parallel to the flesh. What does that mean? Something parallel to the flesh, not parallel to the flesh. Explains the Rashba. What is considered not parallel to the flesh? If the, finger, the, the nail was grew very long, Meaning you've got a long fingernail that is not parallel to the, 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 <coughs> the flesh anymore. And the dirt is in that place, which is, you know, your long fingernail. So what have we learned from here? We've learned, says the Rashba, that basically if a person has, let's say, a long fingernail, there's dirt in the edge of the of the nail, and then there's dirt which is kind of between the nail and the skin. It's it's, it's more close up to it gets in the ground between the nail and the skin. What is more machmir? What is more machmir is the outer dirt just on the fingernail. There, any type of dirt is going to be problematic. Um, as opposed to as opposed to dough, where there it's going to be but dirt kind of closer to the skin, that wouldn't be a problem. But dough, that is going to be machmir, even if it is under the skin by by where the skin uh, uh, touches the nail. Why? What, what? Why should we be more machmir with dough than dirt? Dirt, we say, if it's really, you know, not on the on the nail that's shooting out, but but really closer to the skin, it's not a problem. But though it's going to be a problem even there. What's the logic? Explains the Mishnah Bura. Kagon, if you have a long fingernail and you have dirt under the part of the long the, the elongated fingernail, most people are makbid to clean their fingernails. Mishum meals because it's disgusting. That's why we have to clean it uh, before doing the tilat But when it comes to dough, there people are even more makbid, even when it is mamash up to the skin. Why? Uh, oh, it doesn't explain. But let's see Rav Vozna who explains what the logic is to, to be more machmir. 
you know, maybe intuitively I would have said the opposite. Dough is at the end of the day food. But uh, but the, the Shulchan Aral seems to pass in the other way. And when it comes to dough, we're going to be more machmir than regular dirt. Why is that? Explains Rav Bosner. So, when it comes to uh, filth, that's, you know, that generally gathers under a person's uh, nail. That's kind of, that's almost normal. But though it seems to be something external, What's the concern? The concern is that when people see the dough under the nails, they're going to say, hold on a second, that dough went into my food. And it's going to be, so people are thinking, you know, the dirt, I don't see in my food, but the dough, well, that's part of the dough that that went into the food and it grosses people out. So because of that, people are more makbid actually to get rid of the dough. And that's why in halacha, it's going to be more, more of a, a kapela. Okay, that's the Indian regarding dough. Let's move on to a more common uh, problem. And that is ink and paint. And this today, everyone has ink on their hands. They're writing the pin, uh, the pin, uh, an ink mark, a spare. What, what, what's the din regarding ink? So here we have a very important shita of the Rashba. The Rashba in his Torah Tabaita Katsar says as follows. Uh, for one person, they were very particular that they always had to have clean hands. And for another person, they were not too particular. For a person who is very particular, it's considered a partition. But for someone else who's not very particular, it's not considered an a, a, a interposition. Let's say you have a person who's a painter. That's his job. For him, the, the, the paint on his hand is not a problem. Real substance, for, according to the Rashba, it's not going to be a problem. But if the if he's not a painter, now two conditions. There's paint on his hand. Right? And there is substance. Now one could argue, what do you mean? Anytime there is a mark on one's hands, one could argue that there is some type of substance, right? Because otherwise, molecularly, there is some type of addition. One could argue that. However, Halakha doesn't, doesn't view it on calling a scientific level. Halakha views it on more, um, almost I would, I would, I would uh, define it as an experiential um, uh, manner. Meaning, can you feel the paint on your hand or you can't? Sometimes you get a uh, you get a, a, a mark on your hand, but when you when you you kind of rub it, that it feels your skin. You don't you don't feel the the the, the ink or anything like that. So the, the the Rashba makes such a distinction. So he says, look, if it's not your profession, in order for it to be a problem, 
we're going to take two separate um, conditions. Number one, in such a case where there's substance, it's going to be a problem. Where there's no substance, it's not going to be a problem. Furthermore, woman, that they want to paint their hands, let's say paint their fingernails, right? For beautification. It's not a problem, neither for Natilat Yadaim nor for immersion in the mikvah, because they want it there. So that's going to be a big, very important halacha. We spoke about this uh, a bit when we dealt with the laws on in volume seven of going to the mikvah. But let's see how this opinion of the Rashba is brought down in the Shulchan Aruch. Again, Orachaim Kuf Samach Aleph. Says the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, it says for one person, this is he's makpid, it's going to be a problem. For someone else, it's not. If he's a painter and his hands are full of paint, so here the Shulchan Aruch is clarifying that for a painter, even though there is real substance on his hands, since he's not makbid on it, it's not a problem. However, by the way, the, the, uh, um, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't explain if we're talking about the majority of the hand for the painter or even or, or just a minority. It's not, not so clear what the opinion is. All the Shulchan Aruch is saying is that even though he's got paint on his hands and there is mamashut, there is a substance to it, it's not a problem for the painter. What is the case he's talking about? So let's just skip down for a moment. By you, Yadav Tzvuot, right? Rotzel Omar, says the Mishabura, mixat mimakomanatila, right? But it must be only a minority of the hand. Dino ayarubo, because if it's a majority of one's hand, even if it's not makpid, it's going to be problematic. Okay, so that's going to be uh, an important chumrah of or clarification of the Mishaburah. But now let's go to a non-painter. Right? If he's uh, not a painter, Number one, his hands are, are, are dyed and there is substance. This is a problem. Because anything that is dry, meaning it's got some type of uh, substance to it, is going to be problematic. Those women who paint their hands for beautification is not going to be a problem. Now, look at the, the Bura Lacha. I am the Mishnah Bura He limited the Shulchan Aruch. He said it's only a problem, it's only going to be okay for these people that are not particular about it when it's a minority of them, but it's a majority of them, it's going to be a problem. This is also the opinion of the Graz. 
There's also the opinion of the Beit Yosef in Siman Kuf Tzarichet, the Mashevi Shem B'Shem Arashba, Linian Nashim, Shavot Roshan Lenoi, who's out there here. Shekatav Sham, because he writes over there, Afal Pishet Seva Ze Poshet Vacholasear, Verubo Sheen Makpidalav, Hotzet, even though it spreads out on the whole hair and it's the majority. But it's not makbid. It's going to be a chatzitza. So there's no distinction. She's not worse than lichora a painter. But there he makes another distinction. What's the distinction? She actually wanted the paint on the majority of her of her body. But we see from here. That the reason why the Rashba over there was makeup for the woman who, who covered the majority of her hair was because it was an intentional beautification. And if it wasn't intentional, even though you're not particular about it, it would be a problem. Okay, so that seems to be the source for the Mishnah Brewer's Khumra. That when the Shulchanarov said that, you know, for a painter, we don't worry about it, it's only on a minority of one's hand, but a majority it would be problematic. Not so fast. Adam The Chaya Adam on the other hand wrote, the Leinian yacht, a painter, or for that matter, a software or, or a mechanic, I suppose. So here comes the Chaya Adam and argues and says, not even if the entire hand is covered, it's not a problem. Says, says the Bira, I don't know where the Chaya Adam got it from. I brought to you the Makorot that seemed to imply the opposite. Perhaps his reasoning is to be in Yanze Loshayach Ruban Jain Makpid Mishum Ruboa Makpid. Perhaps the whole idea of Rov was because of Rov Shaino Makpid Atu Rov Shemakpid, going back to the original rabbinic decree. Because Loshriach Ruakbada came into Regilina Kobaka. But uh, painters and all these artists, since they're not worried about, they're generally not worried about it, maybe that Xera didn't apply. Anyway, says the Biralach, the bottom line is this is all the Chaya Adam, although he was a great Posek, but where did he get it from? Not clear. And therefore he says, and therefore, the wording of the Shukhanar is not exactly uh, correct because it doesn't say Bechena Rashim implying it's the same thing. Because regarding women, we see that there is a further leniency, and that is because they did it intentionally. And therefore, because they did it intentionally, even if it becomes the majority of the hand, it's not going to be a problem. Okay. Now, how do we pass on Allah says a piece of if majority of people have a uh, um, are particular to remove a chatzitza, although there are more uh, a small amount of people that are not particular, but meaning he's now telling me that it doesn't go upon the individual, but it goes on, if most people think are disturbed by this mess, it's going to be a problem. What about the other way around? 
majority of people don't worry about this dirt, but you are an OCD person and, and it does disturb you. But the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, Shulchan Aruch is lenient, the Bakla Dato, and Sokpaladam. And over here, we also say this guy, is, is, uh, his opinion is nullified. Okay, so those are a few of the halachot that are very, uh, very practical. Um, okay, so, so, so just what would we say with a, an ink spot on a person's hand? So an ink spot on a person's head, first of all, we're talking about it's a minority, that there's no mamashut, right? And if there's no number shut, so lichora, it's a lot easier. So let's see um, what the Mishabur says as follows. Right? When it's wet, we said it's not considered an interposition because it, it, it kind of dissolves in water. And therefore, the water reaches his body. The same law would apply for things like ink. Where there's a heavy uh, substance to it. Right? But if you cannot feel it, it just, it just has a... Uh, some type of uh, um, reflection in it, and in such a case, there's no problem of a chatzit So basically, all these ink uh, ink stains, as long as you've washed your hands, whatever else is left on it is considered chazuta. Yeah. And if it's considered chazuta, I might say. Uh, can, yeah. I, can I just ask, does a, where does a tattoo stand in all this? Yeah, yeah, You're, you're on mute, Dr. Zuckerbrot. Yeah, where does a tattoo stand on all this? Can you hear me? You're frozen. No. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear you. Can you repeat? Where does a tattoo stand with all this? Tattoo doesn't have any problem. I mean, it's a big problem. <laughs> it's a huge problem, but not for the sake of... Not a chatita. Uh, not for the sake of Natilat uh, Yadayim. Because, okay, um, there are going to be other problems with tattoos, um, but not, not for Nati Lachadai. Okay. Omnam Shirei Mashkaot. Now, points out the Piskei Chuvot, uh, two things that I think are, are very important. Vichlalze, Seva Shemitave Arayadai, Mikiluf Perot, Virakotronim, Bachain, Yudrafui. All time, you know, when you peel um, uh, vegetables, sometimes you get like a bit of residue coloring on your hands. That's considered chazuta balma. Or if you have to put some type of um, uh, when you have a uh, when you have a cut, so you 
in South Africa, they used to call it mercurocram or all these types of, uh, um, what they called, like uh, um, all, all these types of uh, whatever it is. What, Disinfectants. What yeah, Disinfectant. yeah, things like that. That have color. They're usually color. They're usually like purple or whatever it is. So all of that, uh, all of these things it's considered basically intangible and we don't have to worry about it being a chatzitza however now he brings a very interesting deal he says if a person spills orange juice on their hands okay so you've got orange juice on your hands so one could argue the same thing, right? That, that really it might have a bit of coloring, but there's no substance to it. But he says like this, but because it's sticky, because it's sticky, people want to, want to wash their hands. And therefore they're very particular about it. Because they're very particular about it, it is considered. So because of that, he says, you know, orange juice that is sticky, that's going to be a problem. Um, but other drinks, let's say soda water, that's not sticky, um, one wouldn't, there, there wouldn't be a problem. In fact, that's, that's water. So that's, no, no, isn't even something to, to discuss. Okay, let's move on uh, very briefly to scabs. Just want to, um, the, the Ramah says, what about a scab? A scab on one's hands. If a person is not particular about it, then one doesn't, it's not considered a chatzitza. Now, it says the, uh, says the Megan Abraham, okay, but, but the truth is that people do want the scab off, right? So what happens then? Says the Megan Abraham, if a person would remove the scab, it would be painful, that's considered not a chatzitza, right? Uh, so, so that's the opinion of the, of the, uh, uh, the, the primagarum explains that although he wants it removed, but the pain really is, is what's stopping him, that's considered not chatzitza, okay? Now, what about band-aids, costs, things like that? Let's read the Shulchan Aruch. What were the, the list of things that were considered a chatzitza? The A bandage on his hand. If a person has a, a cut and he has a bandage on his hand, all he has to do is wash the part of the hand that the bandage isn't on. Has to be careful not to that it shouldn't touch the retia, the part of the, 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 the bandage. Because the water will become impure from the bandage and then will flow down to the hand and impurify it. What's the solution? Or if you do a whole revit on the hand in one shot, as long need more mind, then it wouldn't be a problem. Now that is the answer for a um, for let's say a plaster band-aid, because often when it comes to a band-aid, you're not going to be able to not water get water on the band-aid. So what's the solution? The solution is just to pour an entire aviat on one go on over the hand where the band end is. Okay. Um, now, there's <coughs> the Mishnah Brewer. 
ואפדה מבואר לקמן בסימן קוף סמך בית סיף יוד דאין צריך ליטול כלל המקום הרצייה. Although we've clarified that you don't need to wash where on the part where the bandage is, ניתן דכיוון שאינו יכול ליטול באותו מקום הווה כמי שנקטע אצבעו. And since you can't get water to that place, it's as if that part has been amputated. Then And you only have to uh, do the rest of one's hand. There is not a problem uh, where there is a makkah. Um, so there, uh, there is a long mairi b'shiyesh lo makah. We're not talking about a case where he's got a makah. And therefore, we're not concerned that he's going to remove the band, the, the, the bandage. Right? But in a case where he doesn't have a real cut, it's just a mechush ba'alma. Uh, in such a case, uh, that's when, when we are concerned that he's going to have to, he might remove the band-aid, then it actually becomes a chatzitza, and you have to remove the band-aid and water. So really, um, that's really the question. You know, if you need the band-aid, then it's not a chatzitza. But if it's, you know, the band-aid's already half coming off or whatever, and uh, then you would have to remove it, would be considered a chatzitza. Okay. Um, we're going to stop there for today. Israel Hashem next week will complete all the halachot of Natilat Yadayim. And then uh, and then we'll be good to go. Okay? Shakwa, doctor. Call to. Okay. Call to. Call to.